I'm welcoming the author of Perfect Health, The Natural Way. It's an international bestseller book. And Mary Ann Schreerer, you wrote this book with Mark Schreerer. And uh, this is really, they say that the success of this book is due to your simple and practical pragmatic approach to health and your insistence that health should be fun, easy and affordable for all. So this is also a complete update, updated um, to rewrite the, from your original book, The Natural Way, A Family Guide to Vibrant Health. Now we're going to talk about this book in a minute. I would just like to welcome you here in the studio. I know that it was a little bit tough to get here. We seem to not always be able to get people so yeah so quickly yesterday the same thing happened so don't feel bad about that but let's talk about how you got involved in health why um if i think about it um probably started with my mother if we had a sore stomach or a sore ear or a sore toe or a sore anything uh, first thing she'd ask us is had we been to the toilet that day and then she'd give us a book and a glass of water and make us go and sit in the bathroom and wait and if we still were in pain, she'd say, drink more water. And if we were still in pain, she'd say, go and sleep. So what she was teaching me was that if something went wrong, don't just take something, look for the cause of it. And I don't think she realized how deep that would go with me. So when I became ill as an adult, and when I, when I started suffering from um, allergies and ear and when I started suffering from allergies and my children had ear infections and tonsillitis, and my husband lived on antacid medication, and oh gosh, I think I was diagnosed as well at that time with um, bipolar. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, in those days they called it manic depression. And the doctors told me that I had to go on drugs for the rest of my life, as I had a chemical imbalance of the brain. And um, I just, my first thought as somebody who believed that it, my creator made me fearfully and wonderfully was why would God give me a chemical imbalance of the brain and then why would he create me like that so surely there must be a way to correct this chemical imbalance of the brain and so I started looking for reasons as to why I had this problem and to my surprise I found out it was my diet I was an absolute sugarholic I absolutely loved sugar and so I found that my love of fudge and cook sisters and custard slices and jelly beans and jelly babies actually caused tremendous problems with my health um, and when I started replacing all those man-made sugar products with God's made sugar which is fresh fruit and natural preservative free dried fruit I stopped having all these horrible mood swings and being crazy and throwing things around the kitchen and swearing at my husband my <laughs> goodness I was a monster <laughs> I was like being permanently premenstrual so that's where it started and then from there my husband got rid of his indigestion he permanent indigestion he was tired all the time and so all of that went and then my children's ear infections, their tonsillitis, their runny noses, all of that went. And for the last close to 30 years, 20, probably 27 years, I always got to remember how old my youngest daughter is. She's 27. And it's been 27 years that we haven't had a doctor's bill due to ill health. And that's it's not a boast. It's just that I believe that God made our bodies to repair themselves. And living a lifestyle that is in accordance with God's principles in the body and it's not a religion, and it's not a whole set of rules. It's just 
You know, if I have to simplify it, it's acknowledging that God made our bodies and that he designed the right food to put into our bodies. And if we put God-made foods into God-made bodies, we get God-made health. It's that simple. It's not complicated. Your book is, they say, simple in the approach of health. Now, when you speak about these things, it makes so sense what we, you know, put good things in your body and get a good result. Mm. Now, we have unhealthy bodies, and, and I'm talking to you now today with a lot of unhealthiness in my body. Obviously, one can feel it in your body, and I think a lot of people are listening to that. How will you guide us to get closer to this perfect health and natural way? I think the first thing is to read Psalm 139 and say, my body is fearfully and wonderfully made. It's an amazing body, actually. I mean, you just you just cut your finger and it repairs itself. You don't have to stand there and say, finger, repair itself. You don't have to lay hands on it and say, God, please heal my finger. You just maybe cover it with a plaster and two days later you take it off and the bleeding stopped and it's closed up and and it's like a miracle. And we just take that for granted. But then when we get a headache, we take a pill. And we got to realize that very often things like headaches are simply things like dehydration. You just didn't drink enough water. Or you've got a problem with caffeine and maybe you shouldn't have it in your diet. Or there could be something that could be causing it. So I think the first thing is to acknowledge that God made our bodies and then to ask God for wisdom. Actually ask him for wisdom in every area of your body, including your diet, with your family and in your own body. And if you've got food issues, to ask him to deliver you from that. God gives us wisdom. The book of James says if we ask God for wisdom, he'll give it to us. If, and if we ask him, he even says that what, what man, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a stone. So if you ask him for wisdom, he's not going to give you something else. If you ask him to help you with bad food habits where you're addicted to food or food controls you. And I think that really helped me because I was a compulsive overeater on top of this. I could eat an 11-course meal and still not be satisfied. I may, not, I may be full, but I didn't feel satisfied. And so when I prayed about what I should put into my body, God just led me in the right direction. And he brought books and people in my way, and it all pointed to the same thing. Put these natural God-made foods in your body. So if you're looking at a fried chips or a baked potato, which is closest to the way God made it? Obviously the baked potato. Which is closest to the way God made it? A um, glass of freshly squeezed juice or a, a cola with eight tablespoons of sugar in it? You know, we've, we've got to, it's about being a good steward. And I think if we understand that, if we say, I need to be a good steward of what God's given me, He's given me this body. Romans 12 says we need to have our minds completely renewed. And I think we need to ask God to renew our minds. And we need to say, I want to be a good steward of what you've given me. You've given me the body. I want to look after it. And you know, the, the normal thing is that people say to me, Oh, but I don't want to be obsessed about my food and my body. The most amazing thing is when you start putting God-made foods into a God-made body, food becomes a non-issue because you're not thinking about the chocolate cake and the chippies and the mm, cook sisters. and the, You're not thinking about that stuff anymore because for me, you know, if it came in front of me and somebody had made it specially for me and I took a taste of it, it wouldn't be a big thing. But, you know, in the old days, I'd buy two packets of fudge, eat the one fudge packet before I got home and then tell my husband I bought him a packet of fudge. And then he'd eat a piece and I'd eat the rest of that. So if I wanted to eat fudge, I could. That's not a legal thing. But I look at it and I think, I'm feeling like something sweet. I'm trying to be a good student. Am I going to put some dates in my body or a banana or mango or some raisins? Or am I going to put that sticky, man-made, gooey, sweety thing 
in my body? Which is going to benefit me the most? So because I'm now saying I'm putting God-made foods, all that other stuff is like a non-issue. So it's like putting boundaries in place, and if you break them, not a big deal. Your body punishes you anyway. So then you feel, you feel bad physically when you don't eat well. I mean, my husband and I have got five grandkids and three adult children, and we've got probably more energy than all of them together. <laughs> and they eat pretty well most of the time, probably not as well as we do, but I can tell you we have more energy and more focus than people half our age. Because what happens is your brain starts working properly. You can wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and ask me some question and I'll give you the answer. Your brain's never fuzzy and my brain was fuzzy my whole life. So I have this clear brain, so does my husband. We've got energy, we've got focus. And I just find it's a lot easier to hear God when your body's healthy. You know, if you're in pain all the time and you're tired and you're irritable and you've got snot pouring down the back of your throat or out of your nose and you're coughing... It's really hard to connect with God because I was there. And I used to think that God actually didn't hear me and my prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. And when my body started working properly, I could focus on spiritual issues. I wasn't thinking about the pain in my body anymore. I was thinking about where am I spiritually? Now, that is another thing uh, which which you can testify to this because your husband fell ill and um, you were wrongly diagnosed. Yeah. Well, it basically told me, as I said, that I was manic depressive and had to live on these drugs for the rest of my life. And I looked at the side effects of the medication and it was liver problems and heart problems. And I think at that stage of my life, I was a young young mother. I was actually underweight at the time for the first time in my life. I come from a family where most of the women are overweight once they pass 30. And I looked at this one side effect said it causes excess weight. And, you know, it's it's the way we think when we're young. Like, I'm not so worried about my liver and my heart, but I don't want to lose it. I don't want to gain weight. So it was my motivation to not gain weight that made me look for an answer. But when I found it, I think most people with a chemical imbalance actually eat really badly. Because when I've spoken to, like, the Bipolar Association or groups of people that have mental problems or illness or emotional, I'm not saying all of those things are diet-related, but I can tell you that a change to a natural diet will help every single one of those conditions. It may not get rid of it completely, but it'll help every single one of them. For example, my grandson was diagnosed as being um, dyslexic, and that's pretty easy to diagnose because all your numbers are back to front, you don't read very well, and you're not good with them. Seven's back to front, five's back to front. But we've seen now, if he has anything with sugar in, even if it's a bran muffin with a little bit of sugar in the actual baked muffin, he hasn't put any jam on it, it's just a bran muffin. He's dyslexic for three days. First day, he's hyperactive. The second day, he's very aggressive. The third day, he cries all the time. And for those three days, he can't read or write properly. And on the fourth day, he's a year or two ahead of the kids around him. He's brilliant with maths, and he's brilliant with his reading. So you give a kid some sugar, refined and processed sugar, not God-made sugar, man-made sugar, every morning on their cereal, well, they could stay dyslexic for life. And then we walk around with this this thing like I did, like I'm a manic depressive person, I'm a bipolar, I'm crazy, and then when I change my diet, I haven't had any of those symptoms for 30 years. So I think very often the diagnosis may be accurate because that's within the frame of what the doctor knows, But when we step back and look at our lifestyle and we change our lifestyle, I honestly would say 95% of the time those symptoms go and if they don't go, they reduce dramatically. And it's not that I'm anti-doctors, I'm not. If I'm in a car accident and I'm bleeding, I need a doctor to stitch me back together. But I think 
that very often what we do, and I found I was like this, and so was my husband, that when we are in trouble, we'll phone our mom, we'll phone our friend, we'll phone the pastor, we'll phone the, our auntie, our uncle, the next door neighbor, we'll go and talk to this person, talk to that person. And, and we do all these things, and we'll go to this doctor and that specialist, and we'll have parts of our body removed, and then when nobody can help us anymore, that's when we fall on our face and say, God, please help me. And I have tried to, in the last <clears throat> several years, try to make God my plan A and have no plan B like David did. You know, David just didn't have a plan B. He went to God when he was in pain. He went there when people were being horrible to him. He went there when people were trying to kill him. He, he went there when he'd sinned. He just didn't have a plan B. And you see, a lot of the kings, they'll go to Egypt for advice and they'll go here for advice and speak to Baalzebub and all kinds of weird things. And I think we often don't realize I think we must really hurt God a lot that we go to him last and not first. And that's what I'm trying to do with our lives. And that's what my husband's been doing as well. If we've got a problem, God should be our first stop, not our last stop. And I think we need to do that with our health from the beginning. God, what's wrong with me? Help me, show me. Not that you mustn't go to the doctor, but God, if I need a doctor, please show me the right one. And weird things will happen is you'll have a friend phone and say, she had a friend who has got a problem just like yours, went to this amazing doctor, he's amazing, and he's a godly man. And you'll know straight away because you'd prayed about it. And then you may say, God, help me with the way I should eat and drink and, and, and my entire lifestyle. And somebody will just, out of the blue, give you a book. You may be listening to this radio station because you prayed and asked God for wisdom. I had a woman that was in absolute pain. She was overweight, in pain, and the doctor said to her she needed to lose weight and she had food issues and she was lying, crying to God. She'd been to everybody, nobody could help her. And God actually directed her to my book, and she told me. No, no, God may not direct everybody, but this woman was directed. And she changed her life, lost the weight, the back sorted out, and she actually started a support group for people that had the same issues that she did. So I think, I think that's where it starts. God first, not last. And this book is online, is available online. Yes. It's called Perfect Health, The Natural Way. It is, and I've, 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 I'm looking through the book now as we speak, and I love the way that, and you can hear people, I'm paging through the book here. That's why you hear all papers while I'm paging. But what I like about this is that it is practical, it is simple, um, in the sense that I can read it even glancing through it as I'm mm. speaking to you, because it's hot off the press. I can see this is a new book I'm holding. So, But what I also like is, is that at the back, you have different recipes. Yes. But when I look at the recipes, it's not... Diet, um, uh, passion fruit, naught um, percent calories, calories or, <laughs> or fat. it's ordinary things. <clears throat> and yeah. I can see you use fresh squeezed uh, juice, but you also use low cream and you lose butter. butter and you use normal things. Nuts and avocados Nuts and, and olive oil. Bear, yeah. All the no-goes you use, <clears throat> a lot of stuff that people will all say, oh, I can't eat that. And, and that is healthy. It's healthy stuff in the right proportions. Yeah. But um, we've just been so conditioned, I'm including myself here, about wrong things wrong. And then you, you still want your body to function. I was actually talking to God about this this morning, thinking, you know, uh, this whole concept. So yeah. I was also thinking about that. And, and then and I came. Work here and then you <laughs> came. So you've helped me a lot because... 
These are the things I need to sort out in mm. my life, and I'm very honest about that because I, I do feel the strain on my body. Somebody said a very wise thing. I actually think, remember people, I shared it with you this morning saying that we must be responsible. We can't keep our bodies, having our bodies to function and function, but we're not giving them anything to function with. It's like expecting your car to work and not serve. And your brain it. knows it. Yeah. It will just automatically shut down what, what it, yeah. we can't supply, and that's where we often have our weight increase. Yeah. So thank you so much for speaking to us. Give us a web page where we yes, can get yes, this yes. book. <clears throat> you can go to um, www.naturalway.co.za. And contact details, is there any phone numbers? Oh, if best way is email because email? we just have mm-hmm. so many the phones are yes. busy all the time. The quickest response you'll get is at info at naturalway.co.za. That is wonderful. Just once more, so that people know where to find it. They perhaps didn't have the pens ready or info. I n f o at that's natural n a t u r a l way w a y dot c o dot z a. It's living the natural way, which is actually God's way, really. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Just changing our perspective already today helps such a lot. And may you be blessed with everything that God put on your way, because obviously you've been called in a day and age where weight is such a responsibility and our children have a problem, even in South Africa. So. Thank you for that, and um, I'm so pleased that you find your way to, the, to, to, to us here at Cape Pulpit, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.